Welcome to another edition of Exploring Mind and Body. As always, I'm your host, Drew Tadia. All right, thanks so much for joining me on this edition of the show. Thanks for your downloads and tuning into the station, whatever you're doing to check out the show. That always means a lot to me. So thank you for being here. Today, I have an absolute pleasure to share with you. Now, I just got off the phone with Diana Lang, and she wrote the book called Opening 10 Meditation. Just before we jump into the show, a quick word from our sponsor, MAK Mystic Expressions. Now, this is a Himalayan salt company. They specialize in pink salt, Himalayan salt, if you will. <laughs> so this, uh, they have all kinds of different pink Himalayan salt products. So salt grinders, salt shakers, salt cutting boards. They have a salt heating bag and salt lamps as well. So if you check out makmystics.com, you can find out all the things that they're doing and all the products they have to offer. So check them out at makmystics.com. Now we're just reaching our four-year mark, and I, I can't believe we haven't talked about meditation before, but we haven't because we've been waiting for Diana to come on air with us. So her book is something that everyone should have. It's just, it's efficient, it's informative, and it's more, I want to say beginner-ish to help you get started and understand the benefits and how to go about meditation because it's so life-changing. And Diana talks all about it in this show. So sit right back and enjoy. We got all that coming up on... This is Exploring Mind and Body. Naturally improve your lifestyle one show at a time with your host, Drew Tadia. All right, welcome to another edition of Exploring Mind and Body. You heard all about Diane Lang in the introduction, so without further ado, welcome to the show, Diana. Hi there, Drew. It's nice to talk with you. Yeah, thanks so much for coming on the show. I'm super excited about this subject. Ah, uh, good. Me too. This is my life. <laughs> is, it, is this your first book? This is a reprint of a book that came out some time ago, and they we changed it a lot. Um, for this second reprint, we added things. And what's unique about this book is there are meditations within the book that you can do written. And by link or QR code, you can hear uh, guided meditations right from the book. So it's really great. So the whole, the whole book from beginning to end is a meditation in the sense that it's written in that format. Um, you can read meditations within it. It talks about how to meditate. And then you can go to the link and actually follow me doing a guided meditation. And how do they, well, maybe we'll talk about at the end how we can follow you and find more information. Um, sure. Well, I don't, I'm not sure we had a direct meditation subject on this show before. and This is going on our fourth year. So I'm super excited to have you on and give our audience a, a, an opportunity to learn more about meditation. Personally, I'm a believer in meditation and I'll get into my, my own failures and successes, but um, why don't you give our, our listeners a chance to resonate with you a little bit. How did you get into meditation and your profession and everything that you're doing? How, how did you start? Well, a long time ago, I began this process from doing yoga, and I was, I'm a yoga teacher as well here in Los Angeles, and I've been teaching for over 30 years out here. And from my own practice, I, and, and my own need, you know, and my own searching, I came into yoga and came then, therefore, into meditation, and meditation for me was it. And even though I love yoga and I teach yoga still, 
the heart of yoga is meditation. It's to be able to be with yourself, centered in yourself, and move through the world from that centered self. And when we move through the world from our centered self, we can change the world, you know? And so did you, how were you drawn to this? What were you doing before? Did something, anything happen that you were like, I need to... <laughs> That's a big question. Well, I was a musician <laughs> in L.A. here. And um, <clears throat> so I had that world, you know, and I was one of these creative artist, poet types, you know, mm -hmm. and still am. And was, you know, my whole family are musicians. My father invented an instrument called the stick. And, you know, he's a jazz musician. So I grew up in this very creative, crea hyper creative environment and traveled around the world and lived in all kinds of places in Europe. And so I had a very unusual childhood and life. And because of that, you know, I, I was a feeler and a deep thinker and was by myself a lot, you know, for various reasons while we traveled and that sort of thing. And I think my own need and trying to fill and fulfill something in myself drew me to recognize what meditation really was and is. And do you think that you you found like have you found I think we're all looking for something in this life. Yeah. <laughs> have exactly, you, right? <laughs> have you found yeah, or feel close? Yeah, yeah, talk about finding yourself. You know, there's I say this saying in my classes, self realization, which is a concept in metaphysics, you know, to be self-realized is a kind of like nirvanic state. And I say, you know, self-realization is realizing the self, right? I mean, it's like, like a flip of that phrase that the more you kind of know yourself, are inside yourself, are not afraid of yourself, can sit within yourself, the more realized is the life. And when the life is realized, you can you know, what you do, how you do it, the impact that you can have, you know, internally, externally is that much greater. Okay. Now it's, this sounds like we're leading in the right direction here where, where I want to go is tell me what, what is meditations for someone that has no idea about meditation. It sounds like you're kind of talking about the result almost. So I think many people may believe or perceive meditation. You sit on a spot and think about nothing. <laughs> Right. <laughs> which could and be true. Which could be true, right. And in so. that sense, it's very boring. <laughs> right, so who wants to do sense. that? <laughs> but what meditation is, is it is sitting quietly, you know, and to, and to have pure and direct contact with the soul or your higher self or the universe or however you want to call it. You have pure and direct contact to that greater aspect of self, you know, and your direct connection to that. And it's, it's very powerful because insight comes from there, creativity comes from there, invention comes from there. And so there's, there's, you know, a lot of people, and this is important to note, that a lot of people are meditating at times and don't even know it. Like when you are, you know, as a musician, I know that place, you know, of finding that stream, you know, where you're sort of out of your ego, out of your thinking mind, you know, and things to do and plans and things like that, and into a higher state of consciousness. People can be meditating when they run, they call it, you know, being in the zone in a sense, and you're sort of out of the thinking part of the brain and into that bigger, vaster, expansive 
spaciousness of all that is. I love that. I love those examples. I've actually never heard that before. And when I explain meditation to whomever I'm working with, I say meditation, first of all, isn't that scary. And we do meditation all the time. So I say cooking or chopping vegetables is a form of meditation. We have the big lumberjacks, you know, chopping wood. I just say for me to explain, it's just a repetitive exercise where your mind is maybe somewhere else, but it's just so simple and repetitive that that's a form of meditation. Exactly. There's a great uh, Zen saying that says, chop wood, carry water. You know, it's just that, that being, doing what you're doing while you're doing it, mm-hmm. you know? And like even in a conversation like this, especially in a conversation like this, where we're talking from different parts of the world uh, on air, you know, there's, we are reaching towards each other. We are, both of us, so present in order to do this. This, is an, in a sense, is a meditation. But, of course, there's the difference between formal meditation practice and this type of, like, awake meditation. Maybe this is just my perspective, but at least in the West, it feels like we're afraid of meditation. We're afraid to be with our own thoughts. We're afraid to sit and think. And where does that come from, if you agree, I suppose? (laughs) Yes. Well, I think that's a good... I think you're right. And because I teach so many brand new students, I mean, you know, my groups are really big out here, and they probably haven't meditated before. For, and they're coming in to see me, you know, and, you know, in, at, it kind of somewhat curious and wishing and fearful. And the reason that we're fearful is because we do have to sit with ourselves and meet ourselves. And, you know, there's so much, and especially in Los Angeles, you know, we live in the land of, you know, a facade in a sense, you know. And, and, but everywhere is like that a little bit. I mean, we're all kind of hiding behind our personality or, you know, kind of trying to look important or feel important inside ourselves while at the same time we're feeling self-doubt and insecure, <laughs> you know. Absolutely. So when you meditate, you sort of, you know, sort of meet all that part of, our, of ourselves. And it's upsetting potentially, but, but of course within the meditation you heal all of that. Because to me, meditation, one of the results of it and benefits of it is that you become authentic, like you're real, you know, really like surreal real, you know, so that when you meet, you know, when you're having a conversation, you're having a conversation, and when you shake someone's hand, you're, you're really connecting to that person. And so it's powerful because it brings depth and meaning and authenticity. So instead of just going through the motions, you know, I like what you said, you know, it's, it's real. It's the, it's the truest part of any, any part of your day, any part of your being is just being with yourself. And we, we mask ourselves. Those of, this is a podcast and radio show. So the ones that are listening through podcast only heard it, may have heard a show called hiding behind windows. I just released that. Mm. And we mask mm-hmm. ourselves with so many different things in so many different ways. We're, all we're doing is hiding ourselves, but it's in front of a window. So it's, it's not, you know, it's not like we're hiding ourselves. Yeah. It's right in front of us. So and, and I that think it's so a, beautiful and true. That's a great title of a show too. <laughs> thank you. And, yeah, and and the and that's the thing is when we're when we sort of sit with ourselves, we we're we're kind of encountering those masks, and you know, and and it feels lonely, and it can you know all those things that those masks were created to create distance and buffering and separation from the world. We're afraid that what we think of ourselves is the truth inside and and there's 
so much more to us than our negative self-perception. Absolutely. And that leads me into the next question I want to ask you is one of your subtitles, I'm not sure if it's a quarter subtitle, but alone equals all one. So yes. <laughs> uh, can, can you talk? I think that that's the same. Well, that's very similar to what we're talking about, but I think we're very f- afraid to be alone. We have cell phones, right. so we're never alone. We have the internet, we have TV, we have all these yeah. toys and tools and in large part because we're afraid to be alone. But tell me about this alone equals all one. Well, it's a kind of a reframe of the idea of loneliness so that there's not a sense of by yourselfness because what happens when you meditate is that you're connecting to all that is. And you're connecting to that part of us that is infinite, right? That infinite consciousness that is, that is for all time and space. And when you meditate, you're connecting to that and you really realize that not only are you not alone, that you're in the highest company in a sense, you know, and there's, it changes everything in terms of how you move through the world when you realize that essentially you are good, even though the ego would say you're bad. And does that have to do a lot with accepting ourselves and maybe even thinking more of ourselves as a higher being or a higher thought process? Yeah, of course, and and right, and there's a a learn of self love, of and and as we learn how to accept ourselves, of course, then it's possible to accept someone else. And as long as we have this negative self perception that is usually hidden, like we, it could look on the outside the opposite, like bravado and uh, um, you know. Uh, humor or or charmingness, but but deep inside, because I work with people all day long doing spiritual counseling, and when you really get inside someone's heart, you know they're very usually pretty, you know, not so happy with themselves, and that's part of my work is to bridge that sort of false sense of uh, negative self to their true self, which is only love. Now stay with me here, Dan, and we're going to take a quick break, but we'll be right back on Exploring Mind and Body. Exploring Mind and Body with True Form's True Tadia would not be possible without the help from the following sponsors. AG Foods in Didsbury, Health Street in the Cornerstone Shopping Center Olds, and Shoppers Drug Mart, working together to help build a healthier tomorrow. For more information on True Form Life, True Tadia, or to find out how you can become a sponsor, visit exploringmindandbody.com. All right, welcome back to Exploring Mind and Body. We have Diana Lang online right now from Los Angeles, California. <laughs> and we're talking about yeah. opening to meditation. And Dan, we've talked a lot about, I guess, what meditation is. We've talked about your background and we went into some deeper subjects here. I don't think that's going to change. So I hope <laughs> <laughs> you listeners are ready for more. Uh, I want to talk about, I, I love this and I've heard it before. Now it says be in the space between breaths. In do you uh, know, where did that? It's so powerful. Where's where did that come from? Do you know? Is that? Well, yeah, no, that's my own wording. Um, what that is is it, when a person begins to meditate. Right, the very first thing that happens is. Two things. Well, physical restlessness, right? It's hard to sit still. You kind of want to get up and do the dishes, just about anything, then sit down and be still. The second thing that happens, and this is the most daunting thing in a sense, is all of the thinking that starts to happen. 
and the mind, you know, be, and, and it's not that the thinking is beginning to happen when we meditate. It's just that all of a sudden our awareness becomes, it like highlights all that's there, which is our thoughts. And it's like we're thinking, 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 thinking. It's like this huge parade of ideas are going by. And that's happening all the time, but we don't know it. But when you sit to meditate, all of a sudden it's like the light turns on and you're seeing how much volume of mentalness there is. And so one of the techniques in meditation is to breathe, right, to use your breath as a way, as a bridge, so that you can enter into the state of meditation and the grace of meditation, right? And so you breathe, inhale, exhale. And then what you start to develop over time, this is a little bit more advanced, but as you get deeper into your practice, you start to develop this space between the breaths. And that space between the breaths is sort of infinite consciousness, right? And also you could call it the space between the thoughts. Because when we meditate, you know, your mind is a thinking machine, essentially. That's what it does, and so it must think. So you can't turn off your mind. But you can create spaces between the thoughts and between the breaths, which then brings us into that higher consciousness. Wow. Okay. So tell me more. <laughs> don't don't stop. <laughs> Maybe let's take a step back. When we sit down, we find a nice, quiet, relaxed place to meditate the actual practice as opposed to the other type of meditation we've been talking about. There's different ways to explain meditation, let thoughts come in, block thoughts out. Maybe could you give us a uh, one of your short explanations of how you would have people start uh, their journey of meditation? Yeah, the first thing, you know, I would give, I, a lot of times, well, first of all, <laughs> I offer all kinds of meditations that I give away, essentially, because what happens when you meditate by yourself is it's hard because you encounter that thought wall, which is unbelievable. It's just, like, constant and relentless and so in the beginning, it's difficult on your own to go into that silence and not just be agitated, you know? And so what I do, are, and what this book is also, is I offer all of these meditations so that somebody's kind of helping you, saying, take a breath, release the breath, you know? Finding those, that calm center, like inside the storm, if you think of a tornado, you know, you're sort of trying to get into the eye of the tornado where it's totally still. And this, you know, you develop over time that every time you do it, you may, you're going to still encounter the mind's rushing. But what you're looking for that is inside of that, in between the thoughts, in between the breaths, is that inner stillness. And when you enter that state, it's almost like you get dehypnotized or you awaken from the dream, it's called, from the dream of even life, that we think we're so engaged and we're so busy with all the activities of life, and yet there's this sort of hypnotic you know, droning that happens, and when you meditate, it's like you awaken, and so everything starts to get, and literally colors are different, uh, interactions are different, the way you hear a conversation changes, you know, because you're hearing it in like in dimensionally in a sense. 
So when you're you're explaining this, it, you know, it sounds like heavenly. Let's say, what, <laughs> now, what would what would you tell someone if someone that doesn't really understand or maybe believe? Like, why would I want this? Why would this interest me? Why do I want to get uh, be awakened from the dream, or I would say superficialness of our external life? Yeah. Yeah, well, for all the reasons why people get depressed, you know, the reason that, you know, the, the depression even exists is because we're disconnected from ourself, right? There's, there, it, it's, it is, you know, when you're young, if you can, you know, remember when you're young and you just like can't wait to get up, you can't wait to go out, you can't wait to play, you can't wait to try things, you know, there's this, this big enthusiasm for life. And we're sort of fearless, you know, we'll jump out of trees and, you know, all of that and try, you know, to play and learn at the same time. And as we get older, we, we get more corrective and more perfect and, you know, don't make any mistakes. And, and life gets more and more kind of feeling cornered inside the life sometimes. And so I'm just using this as an example, as an entrance way to, the, to a bigger conversation, but when you start to meditate, you're sort of resourcing yourself back to that essence of who we are, you know, where that, that thrill of life lives. And, and if you're living in the thrill of life and sort of the, the awakeness of life, it changes every single thing, our relationships, the way we make money, our jobs, how we feel about our jobs, you know, from the most mundane job to the most complex one, that you bring your whole self to that experience, you bring your whole self to your relationship, you bring your whole self to your friendships, you bring your whole self to yourself, and... Oh my, you know, a new world is there. See, I like your reference to, I guess, childlike or, you know, being new and seeing new things and experiencing new, you know, I feel like, you know, we, we could learn so much from children if we weren't so busy telling them what to do. Exactly. So, exactly. And, and Plus all the health benefits, you know, and how you age changes, you know, because there is a curiosity, you know, there is a wonderment. So you walk through the world in wonder rather than, yeah, that's how it is. You know, that sort of cynical adult <laughs> perspective that, you know, then they're, you know, then they're done that kind of way of whatever in life. And, and it's not whatever anymore. It becomes whatever. It's like this wonderment, right, of awe of life. And it gives you sort of like fire underneath your feet and energy and life force. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, so stay right there. We'll be right back with Diana Lang on Exploring Mind and Body. Set deep in the majestic foothills, the Sundry Golf Club boasts stunning views of the Red Deer River and the Rocky Mountains. Along Sundry's recently restored 18-hole course, you'll enjoy a haven of flourishing trees, exquisite water features, rolling greens, and a fair challenge to all golfers with improved, more forgiving fairways. We invite you to discover why this spectacular course is a must-play for all levels, a true golfer's paradise. Call the book your tee time today at 403 6 
All right, welcome back to Exploring Mind and Body. Today we have Diana Lang online and we're talking about opening to meditation. So we're talking about a gentle approach to guided meditation, which is the book Diana wrote. And I love this topic and we're this is our last segment, so we only have a few more minutes. And I want to ask Diana a couple more questions. So Diana, for my, maybe for my own experience, for my selfish reasons, I I, medit- I try to meditate often, like daily. So I, set, I would mm-hmm. meditate for... 30 days straight and then that of course that turns into 40 or 50 days and then something happens in life and I stop you get out of the you get out of the routine and I need to start all over again I want to ask you is this normal and you know what's going on there is that my ego saying stop meditating or how do I continue on with this daily thing that I want to do right well, you know, one of the things that happens when you meditate, I call it, it's like an accelerator. So things start to land into the life. And so when you start a meditating practice for like 30 days, like you're talking about, that, you know, a lot of stuff starts to happen. People call from the past. Things kind of um, resolve or begin um, whatever's supposed to happen. Because when we're in our numbness or our, you know, non-meditating, unconsciousness, I would call that, um, things slow down. And that's partly why I think we don't want to be that awake. Like, we want to be awake, but <laughs> not that awake. Right. And so meditation makes you wide awake. If there's wide awakeness, the you know old issues of your past will start to come up in a way that's healable and, and then that you're ready to heal. So most people will find in the beginning that they'll come in and out of a meditation practice. They'll do it for a few days and stop, or they'll do it for a month and stop. But they kind of come back because the next time, when, and you probably have noticed this, when you come back to it, it's like, oh my gosh, why haven't I been doing this all along? Because you feel that speed, you know, kind of psychic, spiritual speed starts to happen again, where, where your life... It, things that need to be resolved have resolution, or things that need to happen start to fire up, and so it's very accelerating to the life. Mm. Uh, that makes it more clear. Yeah, I, I'd love to get back into it when I do. Of course, uh, just like you're saying, I w- wonder why I haven't continued to do it. So I'm definitely, you know, yeah. you, you and your book have inspired me to get back in into doing it. So. <laughs> Well, it is a practice. There's no doubt. I mean, that you have to, in order to get the benefits of meditating, you have to meditate. And that's the hard part. Is, <laughs> but when I uh, teach meditation to beginning students, what I ask them to do in the beginning is I do it over a three-week period. So it's like 21 days. And I say, every day, just meditate five minutes. Just do it. And, and just that changes our lives. Mm-hmm. Five minutes. And you think, oh, I can do five minutes. But amazingly, five minutes is not that easy to do if you haven't done it before, you know. And so the book is written to really encourage people to take that five minutes or just to, just to stop for a moment and to get them kind of back on the horse again because it is so valuable. Right, yeah. So let's talk about more about your book. So first of all, I love your book. It's like a, you can take it anywhere. It's it seems so efficient to me. It was like when I opened it up and started reading. It was, it was like everything that you need to know is is right here. <laughs> so just right. take this with you and do it. 
<laughs> Thank you. That's a big, big compliment. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. I really meant to be that way, so it feels good to hear that. <laughs> uh, yeah, so thank you. I mean, you're welcome. And, uh, you know, I really, I, I want people to have a chance to, to check it out and know more about it just because it's it says it's a gentle guide approach and that's exactly what it means. Are you, so you're at dianalang.com? Yes. That's my website, and you can go on my website and find out, you know, all kinds of things that I'm up to, including my blog and meditations and all of that. And then also, I just love to mention that on SoundCloud, uh, which is an, a free app, I've got hundreds of guided meditations on there that you can just listen to on every subject you can imagine. And those are just free and sitting there. And a lot of people listen to those to fall asleep, you know, <laughs> or to meditate with, which is, of course, what they're designed to do. But um, it's a powerful, powerful and good resource that's just there. And the book itself is just as you said, and I love the word you used, efficient. I appreciate that word because it is all there. It's very compact. I wrote it in a way that is trying to demystify meditation to make it simple, usable, applicable, practical. And that's what it is. Okay, Dan, I want to thank you so much for your time, for, for writing your book and for coming on the air and, and sharing your experience with us. I appreciate you and this topic. I, I'm so glad we found you at this time to share with our audience. Oh, thank you, Drew. It has been an absolute pleasure talking with you, really and truly. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Dana. All right, so that's going to wrap things up for this edition of Exploring Mind and Body. I just want to uh, say a special thank you for Diana for coming on. She's such a wonderful person. I really mean that. In interviews like this, I feel so grateful for the opportunity to have this position that I am in my life to meet new people and experience the things that people like Diana share. And it was just an incredible person and an incredible interview. I hope you got a lot out of that. And I hope you consider meditating. I know I'm going to jump back into it and just, just try it. Just try it for five minutes. One a week, twice a week. Just get into it. You can check out more information on Diana Lang at dianalang.com and see what she's doing. She'll certainly help you get on the right track to reaping all the benefits of meditation. Thank you so much for being here for this show. Thanks to Jameson Brown for edits. That's it. That's all I got. We'll catch you on the next one. As always, I'm your host, Drew Tadia in health and fitness for a better world. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Exploring Mind and Body with True Form Life's Drew Tadia, fitness expert. To find out more about the show, Drew Tadia, or to listen to past shows, visit exploringmindandbody.com. Exploring Mind and Body with True Form Life's Drew Tadia would not be possible without the help of GDK Gravel and Sand. GDK Gravel and Sand, now offering all products in half and one yard bags. Give them a call today for more information. 1-877-335-2091.